thoughts. Where's my panna cotta? Ideas. Did you eat my fucking panna cotta? People. Did can you spell it? Caravan spell panna cotta. You spell it. Trundle beds. I and What's spell that plastic fingering down there? Spell panna cotta. Shut up, Renee. Yeah. Quiche. That's delicious. Niche. Niche's quiche. Uh, I like panna cotta. It's good. It's good stuff. It's a good. It's like a. It's like a brulee, except it's not burnt on top. Um, even though I like that, I love the caramelisation of a brulee. Oh, have you got any brulee? Um, I wonder where brulee comes from. Is it a? Uh, where'd that be? That'd be French, wouldn't it? Expensive French restaurants eat your art out. Uh, does anybody remember that advert? So that was an advert for Creme Caramel, which was a, I think a Master Foods product. Jeez, no, it wasn't Master Foods. It was a really strange dessert brand back in the 1980s, and it was the decadent dessert. So it was a creme brulee that came, you can still get them. And it would come in a little plastic tub, and you had two little um, plastic nubs on the bottom of the tub, and you click them open, which would allow the air in, and then you'd lift up the creme brulee, and the caramel would drip all over. It was very posh. It was up there with Viennettas. If you had creme caramel, um, expensive French restaurants, eat your heart out. Um, yeah, it was a really good thing. And they're still delicious. Still very delicious. But um, there's been a bit of panna cotta at our house recently. Not homemade, just from the shops. Excuse me, if you're going down the shops, can you just grab us some panna cottas? Uh, how are ya? I hope you're good. I hope you're good. I didn't get I didn't get around to doing the uh, the potty on the weekend because life it's just it's very busy at the moment, but not busy, but very bu potentially. What I'm doing is staving off incredible busyness coming up. So I'm just uh, getting through stuff, and also we're not doing much. We're just really I've just got like you know sitting at home, kind of doing the uh, looking after the kids doing a lot of um daycare in terms of taking other people's kids as well which that means that then they owe me one you owe me one because they've been taking your kids and looking after them so um hopefully that stuff will come back to me that stuff should come back to me oh no i didn't put the level control on it's gonna be all shouty in your ear is it that shouty let's have a little look here expensive french restaurants eat your heart out no it doesn't seem to have affected the level much at all anyway um i hope you're good i hope you've uh I don't know whether you're back to work yet. I can't tell whether people are back to work or not at the moment. It's, uh, everyone's very vague about what's going on. My neighbor who works as a public servant, not back to work. Bloody get back to work, you bloody taxpayers. Taxpayer dollars, mate. You bloody go earn it. Get out there and earn it. Lots of sausage stuff at the moment I'm doing. Um, I'll get onto that later. Whether that's even interesting or not, it's just sausage logistics for this freaking sausage sizzle at the Adelaide Fringe. Sogistics. Uh, is what I've been doing. So getting uh, numbers and uh, quotes for sausages. It's quite intense. Having to have a cool room. What the fuck? I didn't realise it would be that much. I thought I'd just have an esky. But I realised that maybe it might be. If it gets crazy busy, we're going to need all this stuff. And an employee. I'm going to have to employ someone. And pay them, of course. Because you can't just like expect people to do stuff for nothing. Um, so yeah, really weird. Like Just getting all this stuff sorted out. Um, designs napkins, sauces, and here in my head I'm like, oh, I'll be making vegan, Japanese vegan potato salad sandwiches, which will probably drive me mental, but I am going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to take across a a huge, um, like, potato boiling pot so I can do it in my accommodation. And I'm going to make, I'm doing it. This is crazy. At this point in my life, whilst I look, um, look at peers and colleagues killing it over in the UK, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. Um, and I'll, I'll be sizzling sausages, which I am excited about at the same time. Why not? Just look, I had a moment of, um, what would you call it? Jeal I had pangs of jealousy on Saturday where I was like, oh, and feeling really sorry for myself. Not a, like mad, a bad, sad way, but just a little bit sorry for myself. Just like, oh, I want to be doing things as well. Um, and I went to a, not to a weird place, just a little bit of, a, I'm still so sober. Oh my God. I'm really proud of myself, guys. Look, I did look when I said that I um, fell off the wagon on Christmas Day. I did, and I didn't think I'd jump back on as quickly as I have. And I'm really proud of myself. So I'm just going to push through with that. Look, look, as they say, as most drug addicts and uh, alcoholics say, a day at a time, people. One day at a time. I'm better without it. So keep it away. Um, yeah. So yeah, pr feeling pretty sad, proud of myself. Sleeping intensely though. Long, long sleep sessions. 
I think it's just, look, it just, it really, gro that's a truck outside. I haven't got the baffler up for the sound today um, because I just haven't got time. I'm just squeezing out the podcast in between a whole lot of live stuff, which reminds me, I just had a phone call from the Strata management. Who's stomping around on top of me? Um, Strata, yeah, I've just got to ring them back. So I've just got to remind myself because a little real estate agent man just called me just then just to sort out some stuff and whatnot. Hey. Have you worked out your roof stand? Because the, I think I mentioned the upstairs people flooded us. Fucking idiots. You fuck. I don't care if you listen to the podcast. You fucking idiots. Um, there's a big stain on the ceiling now. Stain. And oh, that's a big truck, isn't it? I really should have put the sound buff bafflers up. Bad luck. That's life. That's life in a big city. Big city, big titty. Uh, what a pity. I used to have a little kitty. Oh, we were kitty sitting. Gosh, damn it. It was good. Oh. I miss the cat. So we had a cat. We were cat sitting, kitty sitting, and her name was Noki, and she was a little Burmese, a lavender Burmese, I think they call them. Oh, beautiful little guy. Oh, I loved her so much. She hung around with me all week. She'd slap me awake at 2am. That's probably why I haven't slept. So I've been having big, heavy sleeps, like sleeping in, because the cat slaps me awake. And that, so then I get up at 2am and think, oh, I'll just finish writing my show. Live show's coming along, by the way. Whoa. God damn it, I open up um, Saturday, this Saturday night, one night only in Wyong. Um, and I think it's going to be fun, even though I'm a pretty, I don't know whether I'm really ready for it, I feel excited, because it's always going to be loose. Anyway, I'm just going to have a little sip of the cafe. Mmm. Mmm. Mmm, Makona. Um, I'm not a bogan, it's not a Makona, guys. Even though Makona was the posh one, wasn't it? Yes, cafe, that's the bloody, international roast. That's the one. Uh, yeah, it had the kitten, gosh. Gosh damn it, the kitten just burrowed its way into our hearts. I don't think my partner got into it, but she did a little bit. And she could see that I was a bit sad the next day after the cat had gone home. Uh, we loved it. Even though I think I think Luna was a little bit... Loved it as well, but didn't really know how to handle it properly. And got a couple of scratches. But that's because, you know, she'd jump on the couch with it and bend its tail backwards. Just dumb stuff. Um, but you need a few... You need a cat scratch. You get cat scratch fever. I might deep dive that actually. That might be interesting because I think it's a pretty full on thing you can get like toxic. It's like a bad, like a rotten, um, this is going to sound awful. But no, I'm not going to go to that place. It's all right. Toxic shock syndrome, I think it is. Um, or cat scratch fever. I think it's quite common. I think kitty litter trays and stuff, you can get quite awful nasty diseases from, um, from cats. You dirty little, you dirty little feline vermins. You little vermin. This little cat, though. Oh. Do you know what I miss about looking at a cat? Like, straight up? I know this sounds really weird, but I used to have a cat when I was a little boy called Floyd. And Floyd lived for years. I loved him. But I used to kind of... Now, don't judge me and don't think I'm weird doing this. I used to kiss him on the lips. Uh, I, and he had little, thin, little, tiny, little cat lips. And I was a little boy, I'd be like, I love you, Floyd. And I remember kissing him on his little lips. And the thing that was the cutest was their little, tiny cat teeth. They've got tiny little teeth that look almost human just at the front. Anyway, I didn't kiss uh, Noki on the lips like that. Noki did bite me on the moustache though. She uh, lent in for a, uh, to give me a kiss and then ended up biting my moustache, which is very cute. And I imagine there's some flavours in there. That's why there's uh, you know little bits of soup and all sorts of refuse from the things I've been eating. And the cat's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, the bite of that. Oh, crunchy, crunchy little um, moustache with some dried out food on it. Anyway, uh, the cat, look, cat time was wonderful time. And it was just relaxing. You know, you got a little tiny thing on your chest and you're just patting it like, oh, and now my heart rate is um, is slowing down as well. It was, yeah, it was a wonderful time. I took the kitten out in a backpack, which I put on social media. God, social media's been busy. It's been good. Another episode of Sean and Marley will be out this week, which I'm excited about. Um, but I've been, yeah, been making stuff, kind of, and reposting old stand-up footage, which I've been reluctant to do, but it just, you can tell, people seem to just want to, you know, share it, and they get into that stuff. So I've been reposting some of that stuff. Made me relive and relook at a couple of old things I did a long time ago, and go, oh, yuck, I really wasted, I did not wasted that opportunity, but more so just like, oh, I could have gone better there, because not every gig's going to be great. You're not going to kill everything you do. Um... Sorry, it's the washing machine above my head, the, the dishwasher beeping away there. Um, but yeah, I got to look at some old stuff that I used to do in the past, and yeah, not not as uh, yeah, not as good, not as good as I thought I was on one of them in particular. Um, but other ones, pretty good. 
Uh, yeah, so took the cat out for a walk in its little backpack. So it's got a little back... The cat came with a backpack, a little tiny bubble backpack, a little see-through thing, and the cat loves it. You open up the side of the backpack, it jumps straight, straight in. It knows I'm going on an adventure. I'm a cat. Wonderful cat. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to get one. You know, my little girl, she doesn't have a sibling. And I know a cat's not a replacement, but I just think it's a it's not fair if we don't get one for her if she really wants one. And yes, of course, I'll do all the things. Uh, it won't be allowed outside. Um, definitely at night. And I will put... I know you're going to come at me and stuff. You can't have cats in general! Uh, well, I don't think we're at that point yet. That yet. And I don't know how much... Uh, I don't know how many numbats are around me. Um, or sugar gliders. I don't think there's really many. But if I don't let her out at night, that should drastically reduce her chances of eating the native flora and fauna. Um, and I'll put a bell on her neck. Or his neck. Or they neck. I don't want to misgender the cat. Don't misgender the cat! Don't misgender the pussy! Cat! And I didn't mean that in the other way. Still hate that word. Alright, I better play you something. And we'll uh, bloody get, get into it. There's lots of things to talk about this week. Lots been going on. I hope you're feeling good. I'm feeling good too. Alright, we're going for... We've been going for 11 minutes and 14 seconds. See you soon. My name's Sam Simmons and welcome to New Slap. News, info, friends, computers, gossip, friends, important, info, new slap, new slap, friends. In Alice Springs, a man has forgotten his PIN number again. I haven't forgotten it. I just can't remember it right now. And if he doesn't remember his PIN number, then he won't get the money so he can't catch the bus where he won't meet the girl. Is there a girl? Of course, every good story has a girl. Aww. And in other news, I don't like watching old people eat soft serve ice creams. Aww. Now here's some random words that sound important when Irene Scott says them. Chutney, tendrils, trundlebed, plum, Dr. Noodles, dad hole, salmon volivant. And with sports, it's our transgender sports reporter, Robin Manhands. No, no one really, really likes lacrosse. lacrosse. That's the sports news. Sounds like someone slapping two cats together. Aww. And just before we go, here's two baby pandas. Aww. Shut up, Robin Manhands. And that's all the news slap for now, all across Australia, on your radio, and listening online, all around the world. Triple J. Friends. I actually got totally sidetracked and just started looking up the creme caramel advert to prove what I was talking about earlier. And it's proving an absolute uh, bit of a total turd to actually download. Anyway, I'll get there. What's going on with the internet? What's going on with the internet? Um, yes, the banging around upstairs. The uh, the off, the asshole neighbour is moving out. So I don't know whether I mentioned this, but he put his property up for sale and uh, it's sold. I hope at a loss, but anyway, the prick is out, the prick is out, yeah. He's, and I'm not just talking about a difficult neighbour, this is the person, uh, along with uh, the other person who lives in the place. I think I've given you details, but I won't give too much because the, the prick is a lawyer. Um, but anyway, this prick, um, the other person he was living with, <laughs> uh, actually, when Luna was three years old, uh, was screaming C-U-N-T through the walls at her, you cunt. Um, who's the cunt? Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, they're out, which is fantastic, and, uh, been avoiding me like the plague, because they don't want to see me, and they've moved out of, look, it's going to be so fun, after they've moved, I'm going to tell you the whole story, because it's actually very, very funny, um, this guy, oh, look, it's really, uh, let's just wait, let's just wait, let's just wait, I don't, I mean, I don't think I'll get in trouble, I could talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it, so basically this little bloody wormy little prick, uh, got all upset because he was voted off the, the, the committee, or some crap, which, uh, just happened because, you know, I guess the new people could sniff out a rat. And uh, then he kind of got in a tizzy and there was a couple of um, meetings, which I wasn't allowed to go to. He refused to turn up to a meeting I was at um, because, I, you know, I'm one of the older tenants who actually knows, well, old tenants who knows all about the awful shit he gets up to. It was like basically living with your schoolmaster. Like, like, this was his share house. No, sorry, he was the, like, this is his rental property and we're renting off him. It's just like, you fucking asshole, stop treating us like, you... and I think he got off on it. I remember he came down like one day when I had to pull down some fence that because he wanted exclusive access or something. 
and he trotted out there, and I don't know, bloody, I just don't like him. I, he's awful, and he's been so mean and cruel to so many people. Um, he's, he's been cr- like terrifically awful to my um, partner in a really personal way. It doesn't matter. I don't need to go into it. It's gone. The toxicity is gone. I hate, to, I hate people referring to people as toxic, but this guy is actually, he's venomous. He's like a slithering rat-like snake. In fact, we found a, um, a lizard on the front doorstep last summer and I was totally sure that that, was, that guy had taken his final form um, and it had evolved into the, the, the snake-like reptile that he actually is, bottom-feeding, awful, awful, awful human. Oh my goodness, awful, awful human. Oh no, do children, oh, do children live? How dare children joyously, like, um, skip along the corridor or skip outside your window? Oh no, children, the sound of children, which is fair enough. I understand the sound of children, it can shit you. But, um, yeah, oh, so happy, so happy. And it's going to be any day now, any bloody day now. And all the rest of the, um, the, the even like I'm, I'm thinking of inviting like the, the other tenants who have fled this block of uh, flats because of him. And I'm not joking, because of this person. Um, I'm going to invite them over for a bloody... Uh, they can all have a mowie in the in the, uh, in the the corridor. A mowie in the corridor. And I'll light some... Uh, my partner said she'd light some sage. And we'll cleanse the space of the evil spirits. Um, but yes, they're here for the next two days. And I'm imagining there's going to be some type of uh, ridiculous altercation or like filthy looks or I don't know triangle now that's um triangle is it this is a very strange thing my daughter started doing and I don't know whether it's anything she's seen on TV but she brown eyes us and goes triangle it's really odd it's, it sounds like something I'd do um as a bit of material on stage I just brown eye the audience and say triangle and she really puts the emphasis on triangle um, very funny to see, but quite disturbing at the same time. Now, we're heading off on our Aboriginal Odyssey. We're off on an Indigenous Odyssey. We're off to see the Indigenous things. Um, so I'm heading down to Melbourne next week to catch up with my brother. We're not even catch up. We're off to work. Off to work. We're heading off to the, the Wimmera, uh, going through Dimboola, going through Bendigo. We're going to meet up with uh, all sorts of people to talk about our Aboriginal ancestry and find out exactly where we're from and what it's all about because I think it's going to be really, really good and beneficial for my little girl to know her things and also for our family as well. My brother's been uh, wanting to know this stuff for way too long. He's more, uh, I guess more excited about this than I am. I'm excited, but you know, I've, you know, I really don't have the time to do this, but it's, you know, this is the time. Got to get it done. It's school holidays and uh, my brother's got the time. We're putting aside the time. We're heading out there. So Horsham, we're coming for you. Ghoulam, Ghoulam. So spelled G-O-O-L-U-M, G-O-O-L-U-M. I'm coming for you. You won't return any of my messages. It's uh, very hard. No, I've left email messages. I've left voice messages. No one's bloody... No one answered the phone. But I'm going to be there. So I hope to goodness you guys are there. Um, that's Ghoulam Ghoulam, which is the Aboriginal trust in Horsham. I think there's another one somewhere else as well. But we're heading to Horsham because we believe that um, all the all the details from the Ebenezer mission are going to be there. We're going to find out some stuff. And uh, I mean, it might be heartbreaking. We might find out absolutely nothing. And it remains a deep, dark secret in our family, which it is for a lot of Victorian families. Uh, we, they don't know their ancestry and stuff like that um, because it was such a long time ago and there was just so much murdering going on and I guess children being nicked and stuff like that and put with other families that just, they lost trace. The paper trail ends. So, you, you know, we're prepared for that as well. Um, but it should be nice, just nice doing a bit of a road trip with my brother and uh, my best friend. My best friend, my best friend. Speaking of best friends, I am going to start working with uh, the producers of Sean and Marley. Uh, this is a lovely fella, Tim, who uh, has said to me he'd love to help me out with some stuff. And I'm so grateful. So, he, I mean, when I say producers, I say producer. He is the guy. So hopefully there's going to be some uh, new incarnation of the podcast coming towards you, which will be really, really exciting. And hopefully, you know, there'll be some type of, uh, I guess, financial incentive for him at some stage with it. And I really appreciate him helping me out with it to get it up and going anyway. So hopefully there's going to be some good things that come out of this. And we'll be up there and you'll be able to see me doing the podcast, performing for you. Because as he said to me, people like to see your face. 
when you're talking stuff and you can see me in my weird little basement in here just talking to you and you know that I'm here doing this you can visualize what I'm doing by looking at the visual of me talking to you goodness me what is this new medium TV uh, so that's uh, that's really exciting so that I imagine will be happening um, yeah hopefully really really soon he's gonna get together with me this week and have a look at my setup and uh, you know we'll just we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um, okay uh, no I'm gonna keep going uh, if you are in the eastern side of the country or in the eastern uh, side of Australia, you know, it's very soggy and it's very damp and it's very warm. It's like living in an old man's armpit. It is just, there's mould everywhere. It's been awful. I've managed to keep our place dry. The, renov the, well, the renovations, the repairs I did to the flooding last year seems to have worked. Oh, that's the little baby. That's the baby next door. Must be outside. It's been, oh, it's been pecked to death by a crow. Oh, how sad. Oh, it's sad when children die of crow. Uh, what am I talking about? So, yeah, it's been really soggy. So there's been a lot of pool time. I've been looking after a lot of other people's children, along with my own child, at the pool. A lot of pool time. In fact, you could call me a pool slut. I've been absolutely loving it. My local pool, which I love so much, it's had a very... Um, I mean, it is a trend. I mean, trendy is not the word. It's just a very cool cafe's moved in. And my, and by the way, to the lovely girl that worked, lady, woman, uh, the artist and actor who works, I've forgotten your name and I feel awful about it because I was a bit shocked when you spoke to me. So there was a lovely uh, girl at the cafe who knew my name straight away and then said she loved the podcast and it was, you know, she was on a tour somewhere and she, uh, you know, she said it was really, it made her feel good and I was like, oh, that's so nice. Can I please have a, um, a fish sandwich, please? Uh, which is what they're known for. It's a very, very, it's an amazing uh, cafe that serves the most incredible fish sandwich. God damn it, it's delicious. In fact, I'll just give them a shout out. It's, I think it's called the, it's called Splash and it's a, at the Fanny Durack. Yes, funny sounding name. The Fanny Durack in um, in Petersham. Wonderful pool, wonderful fish sandwich, wonderful service. And they do do wonderful service. They're really nice. And it's strange that there's someone there who knows me because I've watched them just thinking, my God, they are working so hard there because they often sell out of stuff because the food's so good. Um, but anyway, if I see you again, I'm embarrassingly going to have to ask you your name again. Um, please don't hold it against me. It was really hot on the day. I had two children in tow and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I will ask you your name again. And thank you so much for passing on your um, your feedback on the podcast because it made me feel very nice about myself. And quite strangely, at the same time, the guy who was with me, God, this is becoming very insular and niche. This is going out to one person I don't know. The guy who was with me is the producer of Sean and Marley. So he heard that and he was thinking, oh, buddy, heaps of people must be listening. Not that many of you, but there are quite a few of you. There's enough. There's enough to make this a thing. You never know, it might grow. It might grow. Who, I mean, who doesn't want to hear a guy sitting in his basement talking about his life and all the paranoia and fear he goes through as a person and a human trying to get through it all who's got a problem with, uh, with alcohol dependency and drugs? Who doesn't want to bloody listen to that, eh? And occasionally gets into conspiracies. Oh, I've been really enjoying my conspiracies lately, but more on that later. It looks like Donald Trump's going to get back in. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's quite easy to go, oh, no, that's no good. But a little part of all of us is a little bit like this. Oh, ha, ha it's going to be fun. Uh, and it's true. He's just like, he's the worst human. But my God, it's great entertainment. It's just, I mean, look, of course, you'd rather have Joe Biden. But at the same time, maybe he'll... Maybe Trump would be anti-war. I think he's now known as the, le the the least warring president that we've had. Is that something that I've made up or that I've heard of? I heard that Barack Obama was actually a lot more blood-hungry than, I guess, uh, Donald Trump was in his four years. Maybe. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Um, and I have uh, awful things being poured in my ears. And yes, I understand about him... Um, uh, the guys who passed the laws, who are those? The Supreme Courts and uh, lodging it in his favour and turning. Yeah, I know he's a bad man. I get it. He's a really, really bad man across the board. But at the same time, he makes me laugh a little bit. Oh, you can't say that. Uh, but you know, he'll expose the stuff about you know the you know the shit that's going on at the moment. Talking about like you know the child trafficking for rich people and Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks eats babies. All this weird shit you've probably never heard of, but you can look it up. It's just. God, there's some ridiculous shit out there. I wonder if anybody's just going to turn the internet off at some point and that will just fix it up. Just turn it off, turn it on and off again and just wipe everything and just start again. But then there'll be rules and we have to stop the rules. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know the bloody answer to all this. I don't. I just don't bloody know. Okay. Uh, right. I'll bloody. I'll play something because I'm going off on a tangent. He's going off on a tangent. Just to get in your problem hole. Dear Sam, in this age of violence and paranoia, I'm scared for my cat's safety. How do you bomb-proof a cat? From Leanne and Applecross. That's an easy one. Just carefully wrap it up in a doona, then stick it in a backpack. Everyone loves a backpack, cat, and no more bawang. Stick that in your problem hole. Love, Sam. Just stick it in your problem hole. Oh, we're all going to the zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but the day after. We're going to the zoo. We're going to the zoo. And not just the zoo, we're sleeping at the zoo in a tent. Me and Luna are sleeping at the zoo in a tent, and I cannot wait. We're going on the uh, the Roar and Snort, Snort Night Safari. The Zoo Snooze, which I used to host back in the day at uh, Melbourne Zoo. Did I tell you the story of the, um, oh, what was it? The Slow Loris. So I had a private schoolgirls um, camp coming through the zoo. This was probably oh, 2004 or five, um, and they stayed over at the zoo for the night. And I was the the zookeeper that was taking them around, and I took them in to see the slow loris, one of my favourite animals in the world, if not my favourite. And you'd have a red light, so it's a red torch, so you don't upset the nocturnal animals, and you can put the light on them, but it doesn't affect their eyes. And I shone the red light on the slow loris. I always knew where he was, but he was always in that area. Uh, had a quick look, I knew where he was. And then I, I was talking to the girls in the darkness about the slow loris. And I had the red light on my shoulder. Uh, just imagine if I was facing away from the enclosure, but the red light was like resting on my shoulder. I knew if I clicked it on, it would shine over my back directly at the slow loris. And as I was talking to the girls, they could see what I was talking about and it looked kind of cool. And as I started doing it, the girl started laughing. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, he's cute. He is a cute little slow loris. And when I turned around, he was just very, very, very slowly just manipulating himself. Just having a, he was having a little whack, just fiddling with his penis um, in front of a whole lot of private schoolgirls. Um, and it was very, very funny and very, very embarrassing. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm hoping none of that happens on the, uh, on the Zeus News Roar and Snore experience at Taronga this, uh, this week. I can't wait. I'm so excited, and Luna's really excited as well. We really, I mean, it's gonna, it might be rainy, which sucks, but you still get to see stuff, so, and that's also fun, like sleeping in a tent in the rain. And they're not just shit tents, they're like proper hard canvas ones. So it's gonna be all cute, and oh, we'll be all snuggling up to each other. Oh, I can't wait. Ah, ah. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's gonna be so much fun. Sorry, I didn't finish what I was doing. So a lot of time at the pool. Too much time at the pool. Use a pool slut. Uh, and looking after other people's kids. And also, like, people definitely underestimate their children and their pool prowess. Be safe at the pool when you've got a kid. Be safe. Uh, but these kids, these kids are just going nuts. And they, the, the parents love it. And I love it as well because you get the kid home. The kid is just, they're, they're, they're knackered. They are so tired from treading pool water for, like, three hours at a time. They are just absolute, and they go to sleep by six o'clock. The parents are like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, well, they trod water the whole time. So don't, you know, don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't make them run laps or anything like that. Um, anyway, so it's been, that, that was, uh, that's, that's great childcare, by the way, especially if it's warm. Just chuck them in a pool, mate. Just chuck them in a bloody pool. Uh, I don't know what I was, where I was going with all this. Uh, yes, I was thinking about Barbie dolls, because I did tell you about how I've denied Luna Barbie dolls her entire life because I'm like no nah, that's not a good role model now Barbie comes out and I look like an asshole because Luna sees Barbie everywhere and everyone Barbie's oh so hot right now but I so she's got a she's got a Barbie doll it's like a not a real Barbie doll it's like a shit one um you know like a one of the two dollar shop ones and she just tortures it she's just torturing this little Barbie doll which I, I think is a good thing but then I was thinking at the same time like maybe that's like a little voodoo doll but then again I like that because then maybe there's some plastic woman some woman who's had way too much cosmetic surgery who um, is going through some pains at the moment because Luna's stabbing this uh, this little voodoo doll Barbie doll in the eye and they're like they're vicariously uh, feeling that feeling as well I like the idea of a voodoo doll that was something as a child that I'd be really fascinated by like oh they must work it's uh it's a miniature of that person it's got like a voodoo spell uh, has anybody come close to voodoo before i have in cuba 
I walked past, it was very, very, it freaked me out a little bit, but I didn't think, oh, you're going to get me. But I did walk past some guys who were doing a very strange chicken thing. There was chicken blood going everywhere. And I know it's more so in Haiti, but I know that that stuff has traveled amongst the Caribbean. And yeah, there was a chicken sacrifice. I mean, not just a chicken sacrifice, that's just dinner. But there was, they were doing some weird shit with the blood and they looked at me like, you shouldn't be watching us. And I was like, I'm sorry about that. And as soon as I got around the corner, I ran pretty fast to get away. Cuba's fascinating, by the way, if you haven't gone. I think the, I think the sanctions are even easier now to get to the place, but it's uh, extraordinary. I remember eating uh, lobster like it was, it was like, they were like rats to them. Just rat meat. Here you go, have a lobster. You're like, oh my God. I remember I had this like a lobster stew. It was so disrespectful to the lobster, but it was, I mean, it wasn't even that delicious. It was just like, you could do so much better with this lobster. Uh, anyway, it was a, a fascinating time, but I did see some voodoo. And I'm being completely racist here, and they were just like killing a chicken. But it looked like they were doing stuff. It looked weird. One guy had a top hat on, um, and they were all painted up. It was, it was weird. There was some weird stuff going on. It, was, it felt sacrificial, whether that be for the Colonel um, or, you know, the Cap Captain Nando's. Whoever those people are, you know, John Paul or Porto, any of the chicken franchises. Uh, what's the other one at the moment? There's a there's a new chicken, uh, Broasters, Broasters Chicken. A lot of chicken, a lot of chicken franchises. I mean, I used to have a whole joke about chicken franchises, but yeah, there is a... Anyway, I, d I don't know what I'm talking about here. Uh, uh, yes, I was, oh, God, quite coincidentally, I've written down, written down here, Hot Chicken Hero. Does anybody remember the Hot Chicken Hero? So it was a... Um, I reckon I could play the song and not get in trouble, actually. It was by Six Foot Hick, which were a Brisbane band. Uh, and they were fantastic. They were like rock weird, like rockabilly, but not rock like Aussie rockabilly, but take away the rockabilly. Just Aussie hardcore country, like punk country. I won't say rockabilly, because I think about rockabilly, it makes me angry. Uh, it's not a genre that I respect or like at all. But it's uh, punk country uh were six foot hick and yeah i'm gonna i will i'm sure i will not get in trouble from apple music if i play um uh hot chicken hero at the end of this but the hot chicken hero if you don't know what it is it was like a chicken submarine or a chicken sub which was like a hot chicken mayonnaise kind of uh herby chicken thing that was in a uh in an alfoil kind of like a kebab paper bag a kebab bag that had like aluminium on the inside. Am I saying this properly? Uh, alfoil. You put the hot chicken roll in there and then you put it in the uh, the microwave and the song's about it. Two minutes down, ah! One minute down, low. Hot chicken hero! I'll play it later on. It's a great song. It was fun. It was a very fun song. Uh, I don't know why I thought of the hot chicken hero. That's right, because uh, in my new show, I don't want to spoil I actually, no, I'm not going to spoil it. I've got a lot of microwave-based material in the uh in the new show whether that excites you or not i don't care it's what i'm doing i've got microwave based material in the show um anyway here's quickly a uh, here's a message from one of our sponsors hi i'm bob maynard from abc classic fm i like the theory behind garnish how you can make any mediocre meal look appetizing with a strategically placed sprig of parsley why not apply the same principle to life? Woken up with a terrible hangover? Well, stick a basil leaf behind your ear. Yes, yes. I'm Bob Maynard. Oh, I've got a little, um, I've got a little visitor. Hey, how you going? Did you have a good day at, um, aftercare? Ah. Oh, goodness <laughs> me! What was that? What, what type of bird was that? What flavour? Um... Donut flavour? Donut flavour. Well, how good school holidays? Donuts, just burping one up, just bloody <laughs> going off to holiday care. Was holiday care good? What did you do? Um, um, little guns. Little guns? Oh, do you mean Nerf? Yeah. Nerf. Do you like playing Nerf? Yeah. Do you reckon you want a war? Do you, are you, um, are you, are you hungering for a war? Yeah, but... Oh, you want a war? No. But guess what? Are you a little warmonger? I found the lost thing. Okay, do you want to bang it? Yeah. Get it on, banger. What's it called? Banger? Banger g. Gong? Banger gong. Get it on. We got a gong. It's a dinner gong. Um, yeah. Hey, Luna, are you excited about going off to the zoo this week? What are you doing at the zoo? Can you tell everyone? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What are you doing at the zoo? What are you doing? Um... Sleeping at the zoo. Sleeping at the zoo in a tent, aren't you? And guess what we're going to eat? Roasted what? Elephant! 
yummy, delicious roast elephant. How good's no! that? Yeah, man, we're gonna eat it. We're gonna cook it up, baby. We're gonna cook up the roast elephant. It's gonna be an elephant cacciatore. You're gonna have a, a pachyderm cacciatore. Do you want to eat a pachyderm cacciatore? Yeah? <laughs> I'll stop it. All right, get out of here. Get off my podcast now. No, yeah. please. No, no, because I got to talk to everyone. I got to tell everybody everything. I got to tell it. Hey, can you tell everyone about the boy that pooed his pants at, at um at holiday care? Okay. So what happened? So, um. What was his name? Let's shame him. So I don't know his name, but guess what? What? Um. He pooed in his pants and he didn't tell the 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 teacher. Um, teacher. Oh no. And what, he's just walking around, and he was what, just walking around with poo in his pants? Um, yeah. Did you like it? Did you, did you keep going up to him for little sniffs? Um, no. Why not? I don't know. Did he walk past you and did it smell? I don't know. You didn't tease him, did you? Did you guys tease him? No. Good, you don't tease him. You should have uh, maybe said, hey, little fella, I think you pooed your pants. You might have to go see one of the big people and they'll help you get the poo out. We didn't. Oh, okay. Well, maybe in future you should do that. Because if you've done poo- poos in your pants, would you like someone else to tell you? He probably didn't know that he had poos in his pants. Okay. Someone's lost interest. All right, off you go. Get off, get off my podcast, baby. I know. No, you're out. You're out. You're out. Oh, you're out. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. All right, off you go. You go play. Honey. No, we'll do this later. Can you this? Yeah, we'll do it later. Hang on. I'll, I'll come set you up. Just wait there. Hang on a tea. Tonight on ABC4. Two seagulls, one ship. Tonight at 8.30 on ABC4. Sorry, um, dis- disjointed podcast this week. Luna's home, so she's doing... You can hear her in the background doing some reading. Can you hear this? It's very cute. She's, um, she's really bloody start do it she's starting to do with her reading all by herself like a little baby bum um anyway what was i going to tell you oh, i got a really lovely email just then um this is from where are you where'd you bloody go where'd you bloody go? all the way uh by the way hosha who sent me a voice message i it, i couldn't hear it i think you had recorded it in traffic so apologies mate i could not uh make it out all right this is from Paula. Hey Sam, just dropping your line to say thanks for all the funnies. My partner and I often res- uh, recite your funnies every day in everyday life, and just wanted you to know that. That's very nice. Uh, one that makes a regular appearance is bread. Yeah, I know bread. Oh, I know that. So it's like bread. Yeah, I know bread. Uh, anyway, the real reason for this contact is that I'm currently trying to sort out my hoarding treasures to help clear my mind. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I've got to get under the house. It is a cesspool under there. There is so much crap. And it's all my partner. She just clogs it up with shit. Ah, oh, there's so much crap in there. Um, yeah, so I've got to get under there and sort it out because uh, yeah, this I know there's fun stuff in there as well. I've lost so many things to the underside of the house. I don't know what's going on down there. Um, so anyway, uh, hoarding treasures. I do love to keep things, and we just don't have the space. So how do you part with said things? I've got no idea how you do with that stuff. You just got to be really. take the sentimentality away from it Um, just chuck it out if you don't need it chuck it out or give it away especially when they're reminders of all the cool and interesting things you've been oh gigs you've been to such as Sam Simmons 8 okay see attached yeah you don't need that it's just it's a ticket know that I'm here with you Um, I happened to find out while listening to your podcast so I had a double Sam moment which really brightened my day that's so nice uh, we loves you, Sam, from Paul and Andy, uh, in brackets. I'm fairly sure he loves you, but I've taken the liberty of assuming this. What a lovely email. Thank you, Paula. That's really sweet of you. Um, and to everyone who sends the emails in, thank you, samnishaskeish at gmail.com. If you are going to send a voice message, just record it in a, in a room. Don't do it in, I'm a, Or do it in a car that's not moving so that I can actually understand what you're saying. Just do it into your phone like a phone message and send me a message, whatever you want, a dream interpretation. Didn't I have a dream interpretation? Uh I'm sure I did. Let me see. Uh, yeah, 10th of January. Here we go. Uh, recurring, this is from Michael. 
Um, I won't give away your surname just in case it's weird. Michael, recurring dream through most of my childhood and teen life, family camping trip in a four-wheel drive setting up camp near a cliff top. The four-wheel drive rolls over the edge of the cliff with Dad inside and we all watched it fall away in what seems like slow motion. When I was 20, he had a 12-month battle with cancer, uh, cancer and passed away. I mean, look, hang on a minute. So if it's a recurring dream uh, through most of your childhood and teen life, geez. Well, I hope you um, you got to have that realization that uh, dad was dad was heading off the cliff. I hope it's still not a raw memory for you, by the way, because I will make fun of it. Dad's rolling toward the cliff. Um, and a metaphor for cancer. I mean, I've got no idea, but I hope uh, that sounds awful. A twelve-month battle with it is awful. So I hope you're. Um, I hope you're feeling. I hope you've got not got past it because I guess look what was that great quote I heard about pain when someone dies the pain you feel for the their loss or the loss of that person is a measure of how much you love that person so if you're still feeling all the hurt that means how much you loved him so yeah anyway look at least you didn't roll off the edge of a cliff is all I have to say or maybe that would have been better I don't know I, this is very honest this is an honest podcast guys I'm being honest here so Anyway, Michael, I don't know what it means, but it make, maybe it made sense in the end. But if you'd like to send me a dream to interpret, to offend the memory of your dead dad, then send it in. Um, that's samnichesquiche at gmail.com. People still have a problem uh, trying to actually spell niche as quiche. Um, just look it up. You'll find it. Uh, it's always there on there. Oh, hang on. Have I got the... No, it's all good. Sorry, I thought I had the uh, microphone way up high again. What a disjointed, weird, bloody... Bloody podcast this has been. I found the advert, the creme caramel um, advert. It's Divine's creme caramel. So here we go. Desserts such as this used to exist only in the most expensive French restaurants until Divine Classics mm. turned the dessert world upside down. With classic desserts, you simply turn upside down Very to posh. serve. Creme caramel and creme chocolate. Oh, that was good. Divine Classics put classic desserts into the supermarket dairy cabinet. Expensive French restaurants of the world. Meet your hearts out. Oh, love it. Love it. I just love that last line. Expensive French restaurants of the world. That's the French fire going down. Eat your hearts out. Anyway, I hope you eat eat your hearts out this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope I've inspired you. I haven't bloody done a deep dive. What am I doing? Sorry, I'm not a deep dive, a thinky. I've not done a thinky yet. I can't go anywhere, people. I can't go anywhere. I was going to do one on Borneo. Because uh, I was looking at the I was looking at the map of Southeast Asia the other day. I don't think I'm going to do Borneo now. I'm going to do the cat scratch, uh, toxic cat scratch fever. Um, but I was looking at a map of Southeast Asia and I, just, I looked at Borneo and I just thought, what the fuck goes on in Borneo? It's such a massive landmass just in the middle there and you just don't hear anything about it i want to know what's going on in borneo i know there's a king of borneo is it brunei brunei or brown eye luna triangle anyway i hope she doesn't show a triangle here um okay i'm going to uh yeah i hang on i'm gonna get the toxic uh, cat scratch fever Ready for our uh, our thinky topic this week? Let's find out all about it. If you're not, if you're not, if you're basically, if you're emptying the key litter tray, they're licking your fingers. You might be in trouble. Let's discover together. Okay, uh, here we have it. Here it is. Cat scratch fever. Now I'm going off an American site because I reckon they'll be more dramatic. Cat scratch fever or cat scratch disease is an uncommon bacterial infection you can get from a cat scratch or bite. Fleas infect cats with a bacteria that causes a cat scratch. Um, it's called Hensilay. Symptoms include rash or bumps on your skin, swollen lymph nodes and fever. Cat scratch disease usually goes away on its own or in a few weeks, which is not the one I'm looking for. I'm looking for, here it is, Toxoplasmosis. Uh, is an infection with a parasite called uh, Toxoplasma gondi. People often get the infection from eating undercooked meat. You can also get it from in, uh, get it from contact with cat feces. Cat feces, cat feces, let's touch it, cat's feces. Uh, the parasite can pass on to a baby during pregnancy. Most people infected with the parasite do not have symptoms. Some people get flu-like symptoms. Serious disease most often affects infants and people with weakened immune systems. That's no good. Toxoplasmosis during pregnancy may cause miscarriage and birth defects. Gee, that's no good. Most infections don't need treatment. Drug uh, treat. That's no good. Symptoms. Most people infected with toxoplasmosis 
Anyway, you might get fever. Oh, that's bad. Symptoms of eye disease. Toxoplasmatic uh, parasites. So that, yeah, I'm right. So don't touch, yeah, clean out the cat litter, but don't um, don't muck around with the poo. If you are going to, because um, I like to, like when people aren't home, and I know there's no one around, I like to use the cat litter tray. Um, because it just it's kind of quite freeing to just lay out a, a human-sized log um, in in the kitty litter. It just makes you feel alive. Um, that's a, a Sean Locke joke, by the way. Uh, hang on a minute. So seizures, heart disorders. Goodness me. There you go. That's no good. I mean, it's not much of a deep dive. I, I think I'm going to give you bonus bonus Borneo as well. I'd like to know more about this because it's a. Uh, I'm really confused as to why it's just such a massive landmass that no one really... Here we go, let's get in there. Borneo is the third... Uh, Borneo, what is it? Also known as Kalimantan in the Indonesian language. It's the third largest island in the world. Goodness me, with an area of... It's big. Anyway, situated in the geographic centre of um, maritime Southeast Asia. The island is politically divided among three countries, Malaysia and Brunei in the north, and Indonesia to the south. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was divided into three countries. There you go. I thought it was all Brunei. <coughs> Although I did kind of know it was Malaysian as well, but not Indonesian. Um, approximately 73% of the island is Indonesian territory. God damn it, Indonesia own a lot, don't they? They've got a lot of stuff. I didn't even know that. I thought it was... Oh, so Brunei must be tiny. Anyway, here we go. Um, additionally, the Malaysian Federal Territory of Labuan is situated on a small island just off the coast of Borneo. The sovereign state of Brunei, located on the north coast, comprises about 1% of Borneo's land area. So Brunei is tiny. It's only 1%. The rest of it's Indonesia. Wow. The native people of Borneo referred to the island as uh, Pulu Kalimantan. Uh, I think I got that quite wrong. Kalimantan. Kalimantan. Um, but not as an ethnic name. When the 16th century Portuguese explorer Jorge de Mendes, Menezes made contact with the native people, uh, which became the, na the name for the modern day Indonesian Borneo. Um, the term Kalimantan is used in Sarawak to refer to a group of people who consume sago in the northern part of the island. Anyway, well, there you go. Uh, well, what's going on with it? So it's mostly Indonesian. Um, population... Brunei's only got 150,000 people. Oh, it's so bizarre. But Indonesia has a population of nearly a million. So it's not even like that many, many people really there. And Malaysia, 20, like half a million. So the third largest island in the world, and it's only got like one and a half million people on it. How odd. So what's going on there? Is it just like being ravaged for orangutan meat and logging? There you go. Conservation issues. The island historically had extensive rainforest cover, but the area was reduced due to heavy logging by the Indonesian and Malaysian wood industry, especially within the large demands of raw materials for industrial countries, along with the conversion of forest land for... La yeah, okay, so it's for sugar. It'd be for um, palm sugar. Gee, what a shame. Really interesting, though. I will. I, I think I'm just going to read this by myself so I've got a little bit more information on it. So um, I want to know more about Brunei now. Now I'm going to Brunei. Guys, I know that this is probably... Is this worth... Is this anything that we're doing right now? Brunei. Let's go find out about Brunei. Cool flag. Very old-fashioned. Gee, they're a little bit... Isn't there a salt in a Brunei? Um... Is a country in Southeast Asia and situated on the northern island. We've worked that out. Apart from the coastline of South China Sea, it is completely surrounded by Malaysian state of Sarawak. With its territory, I do not want to know this name, purificated by the uh, Sarawak district of Limbang. Brunei is the only sovereign state entirely on Borneo. The remainder of the island is divided up. Rah, rah. Um, the government of Brunei is an absolute monarchy ruled by the Sultan of Brunei and it implements a fusion of English common law uh, inspired by Islam, including Sharia law. Oh, there you go. Um, at the Bruni, um, Bruneian Empire's peak during the reign of the Sultan of Bolkia in 1485 to 1528, the state is claimed to have had control over most of Borneo, including the modern-day Sarawak and Sabah, as well as the Sulu Archipelago and the islands of the northwest. So what happened there? Who invaded? The maritime state of Brunei was visited by the surviving crew of the Magellan Expedition in 1521. Okay, so that's the... Ah, oh, that became the, the capital of Manila. So that's the Spanish. There you go. Well, how interesting. I think I'd like to know more. 
Um, but I'd like to maybe read that by myself so I can tell you more. Maybe I'll go to Brunei and give him a brown eye. Brown eyes in Brunei! Oh, goodness me. I wonder if... Is anybody going to war with them? Are they going to have a war? Since we're all on the brink of war, aren't we? This all bloody... This is going to have a war. I'm going to start a war um, at, the, uh, the, at, at the tuck shop. I'm going to start a Jamie Oliver-style um, war at the tuck shop for not selling healthy options. I don't know what I'm talking about today. I think I'm eye-tired, which is you've got that little twitch going on up in your eye. This has gone for too long, guys. I'm going to go. What a fucking... What a waste of time this one was. Uh, if you've got any complaints about the podcast, just send them in to samnichesquiche at gmail.com. In fact, send me in some roasts. Like, roast me. Give me some shit. Um, I'm trying to write some material at the moment about vestigial um, parts of the body. So superfluous nipples and um, your vestigial tail, or your little coccyx, your tailbone, because of what happened to me last year on a slip and slide about a year to the day. I was on a slip and slide and I bruised my coccyx. Anyway, look after your coccyx, people. Look after yourself. Be kind to each other. Uh, I'm going to play you Six Foot Hick now. This is Hot Chicken Hero. Love you lots, people. Enjoy everything. Be good. Be kind. I'll speak to you in a week. All right. Bye. See you later. I hope you're having fun in your life and being good to people. I love you very much. Even some of you I don't know. I still love you.